to another episode of the Ministry of Pod, brought to you by ENN. I'm your host, PH Dre, and today I'm joined by Istilian. How is it going? Absolutely fantastic. Great to be here, PH Dre. Really good to be here. Being on the pod for the first time, uh, how does it feel? Any strong emotions? I could go into a bit of a tangent about how much better it is than uh, Mixler right now. Yeah, we don't want anyone getting in trouble here. <laughs> All right, Estillian. So today we're going to talk about NS cards. What's the deal with NS cards? I hear you're into this community and that you recently accomplished something quite unusual. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd say completely unusual. I suppose I am actually the... I think it's the third regional collector of, of the Euro Season 2, European Season 2 card collection. UPC and La Liberty both have full collections. In fact, I think La Liberty was the first to start, or the first that had probably the biggest collection. I started a little bit after La Liberty, and UPC started after that, yet achieved it first because he is an absolute card maniac. He's brilliant. I suppose the reason I actually got into cards, though, is I started an EBC article on cards and there was a former minister of radio that I was interviewing and kind of got discussing all the different types of cards, all the rarities and things like that. And I decided to join the um, NS card server, kind of just took off from there, really. So how long did it take you from start to finish to to accomplish this European Season 2 Regional Card Collection? It took me, shamefully, <laughs> since about mid-2020, I think I started my collection. Oh, made. it's been two years? It's been two years, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah around about that. But there's a few things that have made that a little bit more tricky for me, and I think things that have affected the cards community overall. Collections like mine are a little bit harder to attain now, where they probably weren't as hard a few years ago, when I would say I was a bit more of a casual collector then as well, just getting cards when I could. I wasn't as um, avid a collector as I am now. Yeah, because when I... My first time I ever noticed cards was I logged into Nation State's they probably resurrected my nation PH tray for like the 10th time, moved it back to Euro. And then I like answered an issue and I'm like, what is this stuff? How, how do you collect cards at scale? Cause I imagine it might, it would take you forever to do it. If you just sat there on your main nation going click answer issue, <laughs> click answer issue. Right. Is, is that the only way to get them? No, not at all. So for, my collection specifically, there's 861 cards in that collection. And, it, you know, when you think about opening each pack, it's a set of random cards from the entirety of nation states, which, you know, you think of the chances of getting all of the European ones is very slim. Usually the process is to start a puppet farm or for me, I used all the puppets that I have, my ERN or Navy puppets. So I have about 40 of those that I consistently use to do what is generally called card farming and it's exactly what you've just said log into your nation answer all your issues uh you're likely to um have a chance of getting card packs from that what are the chances to get a card oh i i actually can't remember off the top of my head what the chances are to get a pack are 
uh, though the chances to get things like legendary um, valued cards compared to, say, a common card range, again, to being very, very slim. Um, so you'll see that, uh, you know, legendary cards are the harder ones to come by. They're, you know, they've got, they're more expensive to purchase if you're trading. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's probably the, uh, I that the chances of getting a, a card pack, I cannot remember off the top of my head. <laughs> legendary cards or the rarity of your cards is impacted by a your badges, whether you've authored security council resolutions, whether you're a delegate, things like that, right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. So what are what are you? Oh, I'm an uncommon card. So that's, I suppose, the second lowest. So there's common and then uncommon. I think plays into the fact that I had a higher population. So the season two collection of cards was generated in 2019. Now, I only came back to um, nation states in about 2019, but I created my nation back in 2009. <laughs> so that means that you're more uncommon just because you're really old? That's that's it. <laughs> hey, me too. I, I, I'm also uncommon. Um, I'm actually a season... I, I don't have a season two card. Is that because I didn't exist when season two came out? That, that's probably correct. I'm guessing you would have CTE'd at that point or ceased to exist at that point because you had to have an active nation during that time frame. Does this mean that you don't have my card? That's correct. I don't have your card. I don't. <laughs> I actually was looking at this and sometimes I like to see how in demand I am. And the answer is not. The answer is I am not in demand. Um it's very interesting to me because this is like a whole community that, that started after I basically stopped playing really actively back in 2014. So it's like a whole brand new niche community that just sort of sprung up. How, how is it like being in that community? Is it is it like Raider di- Defender <laughs> dynamic or is it much more amicable than that? I'd say much more amicable in the sense that you don't have as much of the political divides coming into the cards community i'd say the card server is a really positive place um, i found when i joined there it was really welcoming uh, really helpful with providing guides and information i initially went in there not really knowing what i wanted to collect and then just going okay you know what i'm going to start collecting euro cards and within a the day of me just actually saying that in their server, I had people coming to me left, right, and center, just gifting me cards that I didn't wow. have. So I would say, you know, at least 150 of my cards just came from people saying, hey, I know you were collecting in the cards uh, from the card server. I've got this on my nation. You can either have it or buy it or whatever it might be. What was the hardest card to get from Arapea? Oh, <laughs> that's a hard one because I think it would depend on that would actually differ from person to person. I mean, for some time, I thought that might have been a legendary Mouse Bumbles card or something like that. But realistically, that card just cost a lot of money when I didn't have a lot of oh, money. And bank is the <laughs> is the term. Bank. It's not <laughs> real money. It's not real money. It is not real money. You know, as much as uh, the cards community seems like a bunch of capitalists at times, it's not real money that they're using. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think early on I was so keen to get these higher value cards and then kind of slowly realized that 
the harder cards to get are the ones with the lower owner. So if there's only one person around that actually owns that card because it's only come up once, um, then you're either going to have to get that person to trade you the card or you're going to have to spend a very long time just waiting out trying to find it. Oh, and that finding it means just opening a lot of packs until you just get lucky. Yeah, or knowing someone that's opened a pack and, and checking out that they found the card too. I, so I think for me, the very last card that I got was the hardest one to find. And what you would do in this process is you would telegram any nations that, that might have that card. Or, you know, when I started getting up to about 400 in my collection, I started reaching out to people that I know in the server or reaching out to people in other different communities because most nation state servers will have you know something in their discord server saying ns cards or a cards section of their server i think that's and, and you know i would jump into both raider communities and defender communities and anywhere else that i could find to be honest please give me your aeropea season two cards <laughs> it sounds so desperate when you say it like that <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it, it's a kind of funny little world like that. But I, I think the big thing that changed it was there was a thing called TCALs, which was um, uh, the card trading anti-laundering system, which is essentially... Uh, anti-laundering system. Yes. <laughs> how, what, how do you launder a card? So what would happen is if you had significant bids on a card and you're able to hold those bids for a certain period of time there would be a high likelihood of finding a pack with that card in it if you had a card where there was only one or two owners and you were able to place consecutive bids for a period of time um, you would likely have someone that's card farming find that card they have gotten rid of that system now so it's become even harder to find cards. So a lot of the cards community kind of died a little bit when this TCAL system also was removed by the... Um, when was that? I think it was either... Uh, it must have been last year, late last year, maybe a little bit earlier, actually, maybe mid to late last year. Were you exploiting this? Were you, so basically you would sit there with a few puppets and you bid up a card, like you bid up a PH tray. Oh, there would be card events for this. There would be community cards events, not just, I think Europea hosted a couple. Uh, UPC hosted a few specifically in Europea that were advertised and other people would come to our region to be a part of those events. The cards uh, server hosted those, other regions hosted those. Say you really wanted to get a, a season one Mouse Bumples card and someone had it, well, you'd create a, an event using this TCAL system to increase the likelihood of people finding that card. It was a good kind of community to get a lot of people sitting in the one spot card farming at that time. But now that's not really a thing anymore. It was a big drop to cards activity and to the cards community in general. Let's go back to your... Aeropea Season 2 collection. Now, this might be a little bit of a rude question, but why not Season 1? You know, you got <laughs> Season 2, but uh, what about Season 1? It seems better, no? Yes and no. I mean, 
I think it was because I knew my own card was part of the season two collection, not part of the season one. So maybe that's a little bit of vanity there as well. I think from memory is, well, the season one or season one uh, cards are harder to find in packs. I don't think there's anyone that has actually finished the collection. I could be wrong there. If UPC, I know he was getting very close to it. But from memory, no one's actually finished the entire collection. But I, I, I might have to double check on that to see if UBC has actually finished his. I think it was just general interest. I didn't really have anything else that I thought of at the top of my head that I wanted to collect at the time. And I decided, you know what, let's go for it. Looking back, I don't think I realized what I was getting in for either. Two years. I don't think you did. <laughs> it was a very long and patient game. But I suppose there's other things that you can kind of collect in the meantime. So I created a Crystal Falls collection, which is the European Republican Navy jump point. So it's a puppet. So you literally have all these different puppet arms. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> and that was quite a hard collection to go really? through. I think that took me about eight months to get every card in that collection because at the end of it i think the last few cards i got just after they'd stopped tcals and they were i think it was just luck that people had found them and and ended up i purchased them so yeah it was very lucky getting those last few cards for the crystal falls collection as well yeah i'm very much committed to more collecting european style cards as well i enjoyed that a little bit more I always said I'd probably look at a season one collection after I'd finished season two, but I also thought season three would have been here by now too. So <laughs> yeah, That's right. I do hear about the uh, never arriving season three become a meme at this point. It is a little bit. I was Grand Admiral uh, for Peeps at the end of 2020, mm -hmm. and I remember he had just said, I'm going to keep my world assembly membership on my main nation because season three is just around the corner <laughs> and i think there was a, an announcement to the entire server as well it's 2022 <laughs> still, yeah, to see so, the day. are you saying that if i want to have a higher rarity maybe it's a little late does influence help should i just be getting a lot of endos the big thing that helps is the gold badges on your main nation or the nation that you want to have it so things like um not so much your influence but i know populations counted and then whatever gold badges that you might have i have no gold badges you have no gold badges so i think realistically it's kind of trying to incentivize answering issues or answering issues to model your nation to what you want it to look like. So for me, I have, I think I have about eight gold badges on mine. I have a population of about 11.853 billion, and I have a couple of Easter eggs and site supporter stats as well. So there's all different kinds of ways you can boost. How, how do you boost to 1%? <laughs> Is there a special resource you use that you're holding out on me? Not really. I mean, there is a guide for answering issues that shows you what outcomes we'll have from answering each issue. It takes a long time to get gold stats in anything, really. In fact, I, I think I started, it must have been the beginning of 2021, when I really started to get into my card collecting a lot more and improving my nation a lot more. 
because before then I'd never really paid too much attention to it. I thought, yep, I, this is the nation I have for citizenship purposes and I use ERN puppets for um, my activity there. And I'd never really thought too much about how that affects what my card would rarity would be. But yeah, mm-hmm. if you want to have a higher rarity, it's all of those things counted on your uh, on your nation. So if you answer issues and you can boost the stats of whatever you want to improve in. So for example, for myself, I have a, the greatest rich poor divide or wealth gaps. I'm a world rank of 481 and a region rank of fourth in the region. So I would tend to answer issues that I know are going to have large gaps with income. And I can see the statistics of that. I am the 6,534th largest publishing industry in nation states, which is pretty impressive considering I've been in and out of existence. My publishers have been hard at work. It actually fits with my uh, you know, communication slash private media thing that I've been doing here. So I should find issues that would boost that stat to make me even better relative to all of you peons until I am the number one in the region. Is that right? That's right. That's right. So then your card will hopefully be a higher rarity. It will go from uncommon to rare or from common to uncommon. And I suppose that's the gamble you make with answering issues as well. You're going to have high book publishing industry, but you'll get low in something else as well. But you want to try and balance that out so you have the highest amount of stats. But I suppose if we're to look at someone like um, Mouse, who kind of mentioned is in the region, you'll see that she's got WA membership. She's had multiple World Assembly resolutions authored, which applies to the rarity of of the card as well. She's been commended and it's got a game mod stat there as well. So there's a lot of these different things there. Like she's kind of got all of the (laughs) all of the things that you would say, yeah, that's definitely going to be a legendary card in the next season. She was a legendary card in season one as well with similar uh, because of her uh, resolutions, her Easter eggs, her stats and everything as well. So what do you think you're going to be? I would hope that I'm not uncommon again. If you look at my card from back in season two, I didn't have any gold stats. I was a couple of bronze stats and I had about 6.59 billion population. So it was pretty average. <laughs> I would hope for at least a rare card. Part of me is very much hoping for an ultra rare, but I'll be happy if I get rare. So this is basically a big vanity project. That's absolutely what it is. I'm not too focused on what I'll be, but more in what I can collect though. So what is next for you? Because you you clicked that. Do you remember the last card you got? Oh, hell yeah. I I, I, (laughs) Oh, obviously. The amount of telegrams I sent to this poor person who was in Thacia that had the last card I needed and they never responded to me even after. And and I think this is an interesting tie-in because I think it was UPC that commented, or I wouldn't even say pinged, but mentioned them on the Thacia RMB. Andy, I think, had privately messaged them. Um, Andy, who's also from the founder of Thacia, had privately messaged them on my behalf to get this card. Oh my god, this person's like, leave me alone. I have no idea what this card is. Pretty much. And then, you know, I I think the funny thing is that it was just someone randomly finding the card and selling it to me that 
completed my collection. It was all of a sudden, wow. it wasn't even this person that I knew held the card. So, what was that moment like? Because you just said, Hell yeah. <laughs> I got to admit, I did not think I was going to get this last card for a very long time. I had lost a lot of the hope to actually finally finish it. It was a a very good feeling, though. It, it just felt like finally I've got this. This is complete. I I'm <laughs> I've I been holding that. out for it in so long, uh, for so long. I seem to remember someone like Le Liberty was in the same boat as me. He'd been collecting since season one i think he had puppet farms as part of the card community and everything as well and telegram nations to try and get cards as well but wow. yeah so he'd, he'd gone through the ringer with it all as well someone like upc i think was just massively determined he has a much broader knowledge of cards he got into more of the technical side of it very quickly as well so i i suppose something i haven't really touched on too much is that there is a lot more to the cards community in terms of scripting and using containers through through your browser through things like firefox to open up puppets quickly or sorry you know open up your puppets and answer issues quickly so that you can get that next pack of cards it's just really just processing going through your nations and your your puppets so you can find cards so you had like what you said 40 puppets I have 40 that I regularly use, I would say, but I, or I was regularly using, but I think there's people out there that will go through hundreds when they're card farming. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So what's next? Or is there, you click that button, you made the trade, <laughs> you finished the card collection, it, did, it, did, it, did you get at least a nice little pop-up that said congratulations, or is it just nothing? Oh, no. God, no. There's nothing like that. I've finished my collection and that's it. <laughs> I got the little notice in my in my uh, nation page saying you've been sold this card and I'm there thinking what card did I bid on that isn't the last European card um, oh, but I don't really know what's next I, I, I gotta admit I expected season three to be out by the time I finished this card collection and so I would assume would have assumed that European season three would have been the next thing I started collecting. But I, I'm also a fan of like mini collections of different regions as well. So on my main, you'll see things like I've collected the region Halloween season one and season two. I've collected all the cards from Teen Titans, the region season one and two and the Avengers. So little collections like that are fun to me. You know, for example, the Halloween collection, I, I started collecting around Halloween last year. There's only mm-hmm. 13 cards and they cost, it costed me a little bit to get and I had to telegram two people to ask if they'd trade me a card. So I knew that was, and that probably took about two months to get the all of the cards, two, maybe three months to get all of the cards. And it might have been easier if TCALS was around then. But at the end of the day, that was a fun little collection of about 13 cards with varying rarity that I was able to to get. What's the craziest collection you've heard of? So you got the Halloween cards, you got the Euro season two. I want to know what's the crate, like the urban legend of na- of nation states cards collections. I mean, there's a few people with some really out there card collections. I think it's um nine zero zero three, however you say his name in the North Pacific. He's got oh god. I think he's trying to collect every common card that there is. 
and I'm just looking at his collection now, and he's got at least 21,919 cards in that collection, which I remember wow. looking at his collection. <laughs> it's got here, he's got 279,000 cards in total through an, you know, so many different collections. But this bloke's just absolutely insane with his energy for uh, card collecting. I always admired that and I was a little bit intimidated by that as well. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a this little man bit. has nothing to lose. <laughs> I know, it's it's just absolutely unreal. But I think someone like Giovanni Land, who's the delegate of the, the West Pacific, he's kind of an interesting figure in the cards community because I think he started going from, or he really helped boost it from these collectors that were either isolated people you know and i say isolated because i i think of that more of these people weren't collecting for any purpose other than the fun of collecting they weren't collecting on behalf of a political reason as part of their government part of nation states there wasn't really anything more than a social or fun aspect to it but i think someone like geo came about and he was such a central figure in the fa community as well so it established this connection where people knew Geo, but they also knew he collected cards. He had a big collection. So he was able to familiarize himself with the community a bit more on this level that was not about politics. It wasn't about raiding, defending. It wasn't about, you know, we want to form an alliance. It was purely this conversational, easygoing level. And I think that humbled Geo to a lot of people as well. So I think of him as this central figure in card collecting, not because of his collection, but because of what he represented. And that might be tangenting a little bit too much on Geo, to be honest. But huh, I, I That's really, that's interesting. Yeah. Do you think that that's, so you've been Minister of Foreign Affairs. Do you think that that would be a viable strategy for, for an European Foreign Affairs Minister to be the card collecting minister? Or do you think it can't be that sort of obvious and sort of transparent? I think for someone, not necessarily a minister, but I look at someone like UPC, who I know I've already kind of harped on about a little bit already, Mm -hmm. but he came back to nation states after some time away and went headfirst into this car collecting community, became a key figure there. And I would say that a lot of his contacts, a lot of the people that he knew that he got to know came from cards or you know understanding the cards community it, i i feel like most of the history and information that that upc originally brought to me when conversing with him was from what i would normally consider an fa environment you know he was talking about people from regions that i'd never really even heard of or been a part of before when he first started collecting and i thought this is absolutely unreal how did someone just come back to the community and and get so involved in just card collecting and now he's got such a reach in terms of social connections but i think that's it could be used as an fa strategy but i i i tend to think of them as more it's good for social connections and to know who people are which is good for fa anyway but if you're starting to use it for that purpose i think people would become a little bit not suspicious or resentful or anything but they'd see through that pretty quickly that you're not there collecting to be a part of the card collecting community 
you're there for your FA purpose uh, only. Sure. Um, but it is good to have those kind of structures in place in your region so people know that they come in, can come into the region and have common interests. Sure. It's just like why we have the EBC, why we have like these, you know, deputy ministers and ways that you can have, we have an employment system so that there's some structure that folks feel familiar and comfortable with. So they come here and they think, oh, this is something I can vibe with. You know, it passes the vibe check. And I think that's where I came into it as well. I kind of had a little bit of a collection going. I enjoyed getting to know people in that community as well. And when I really started getting into it a lot more, I started noticing that I was making these connections, whether that was through telegramming someone and suddenly I was in this, you know, three-day conversation with them about something completely off topic to cards. Or, you know, I was invited to different servers or different places um, because someone there had a card that I might uh, be interested in or I had a card. Or you ended up on the Ministry of Pod. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> maybe maybe the high point of your NS card collecting career. Ex- exactly. I would say it is. <laughs> <I do. laughs> wow, it's a pretty, pretty sad career if you ask me then, if that's the case. <laughs> Thanks. I see it as an accomplishment, so I'll I'll stick with my (laughs) optimism there. (laughs) So I guess I'm going to ask a silly question. Is is there a card that got away? Or is just the game mechanics don't really allow there to be like the holographic first edition Charizard that, that I wanted when I was a kid? I suppose there might be, but, you know, it, it really depends on rarity and if that card has been found yet i think there's a collection and someone's going to pick me up on this i think it's the east pacific where there's a card that either has been scrapped so many times there's either very low owners that there's no full collection for it yet and when Mm -hmm. you think you know the feeders are all thousands and thousands of nations in them so it's going to be a pretty bloody big connection a collection there there are cards that are so hard to come by because, you know, people will see a common pop up and just go, yep, I'm going to scrap that, not even looking at the bid amount on them. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say there's like a shiny Charizard card, though. Um, I, the most that would be, that would be considered would be a season one Testlandia. And that is because of the rarity of it. I had so many times people would telegram me back or Discord message me back saying, I'm not selling this card unless you get me a season one uh, legendary Testlandia, which is a, just a very high value card. Um, if I'm just looking at it now, its highest sell price was you know over a thousand bank and its market value is about 642. When you think a common card is worth point zero one <laughs> and a normal legendary is um is worth one bank huh. it's a very high value card and it's not easy to get your hands on either so yeah it's it's a bit of a running joke that you know if there's a card someone doesn't want to trade they'll say give me a season one testlandia um, or at least that's my experience as well how about a season uh, one ph dre you know what? I'll put a bid on it for you. 
<laughs> Thank you. I, I, I can't, I don't even know if there's that many of them. I mean, you see that everyone's probably ju- trashing that car. But if you ask me, it's back in style. You know what? Your hard, your card is it sold recently for, for one bank. Someone's looking for it. Someone's looking for it, Dre. They want you. Can I see who it was? Yeah, you can. Or is it all anonymous? So you can see, this is the big thing I find that's interesting in cards, is that you can always see who the current owners are, who's traded it in the past, and, and how many people have found that card. And this is why I'd say your card is actually a lot harder to get than other people might think. It's three people who own it. Exactly. There's three people that own it, which is, you know, that to me says it's a, a hard card to collect. It's also interesting because it's not even in Europea. It's what we call an X nation, which a lot of people like to collect because they're, they're interesting cards to collect. Huh. So that means that no one knows that I'm in Europea? That's you just bid a dollar for me. I just, I, I just saw. Oh, I'm learning. That's right. So it's all about what people see that the worth of that card is as well. I think. Um, I think I'm worth more than that. I'm going to try to bid for myself. Oh, I have no bank. Okay, well, this is awkward. I'll, uh, I'll gift it to you mm. if, I, if someone trades it to me. I think that's the interesting thing as well. You can always see who the current owners are. So if someone has that card, you can go to those the owners of that card and send them a telegram saying, hey, do you want to trade it? And it's kind of like a bit of a bartering system from there. Some people don't really mm-hmm. care and, and will just say, um, sure, yeah, I'll send it on through. Uh, I've had similar telegrams where people just say, shove off cards as a silly game. <laughs> I'm not even going to trade it to you. And I've just thought, well, if it's that meaningless to you, why wouldn't you trade it to Give me? it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> I, I just, this is fascinating. So I actually checked one of the other people who had the second highest bid that you just outbid for my card is trying to collect all uncommon season ones. Aha, okay. Is this? Cart Agriam. Oh, yeah. Okay. There, and you kind of start to learn the names of people as well. You know, I, I would say they, you can see all of their uncommons there out of what, 40,000 cards they've listed that they've got 2,717. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that's season one as well, which is a lot harder to get because of the packs that don't come through. So, really interesting. Yeah. Let's, let's start wrapping up a little bit. When I want to ask you some questions, we talked a lot about season three, but. I wanted to ask you, what are you looking forward to most when season three, if it drops, what's day one, hour one, minute one, what are you doing? What's your first collection? Is it Euro? You know what? What are you you doing? I think for me, it's going to be multiple things. I really want to get Crystal Falls season three um, because we have a lot more people in the era now, which means a lot more puppets. And I think for me, somewhere like Crystal Falls is very familiar because I know the flags, I know the people that are involved, I know that community really well. We have a lot of really creative people as well, so there's a lot of different flags that are going around. I think I've noticed someone like Sarah creating all different um, ERN flags for people's puppets. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm really excited to collect that 
region. I will probably also start European Season 3 collection, but that's not going to be my... That's going to be a bit of a slow burn. That'll take me about three years next time. Um, <laughs> but my first thing is going to be placing as many bids as I can on Crystal Falls Season 3 uh, cards, because I know that's all where all my Navy people are. That's awesome. That's so cool. Is there anything you would change about how nation state cards work? You mentioned this anti-fraud agency, the interpool of nation states. <laughs> what would you change? Is it that? Oh, absolutely. I definitely bring that back again. I think it made it really hard for people that were really invested in their community to stay a part of the community, to get excited about events. Um, we used to have a lot more vibrant yeah, events that people from everywhere would get involved in so they could collect certain cards a lot easier or, you know, there'd be a higher chance of finding a certain card. There's a few legendary cards that I collected just from attending events or card farming with people and often it would just be jumping into a voice chat, having a, an hour of just chatting away and trying to find this card and celebrating when someone does. So I think that's mm -hmm. something I do miss and I, I, I wish they would bring back. I don't know how they're going to go about that and if they will, but I would change that if we, if we could. All right, Estillian. I really appreciate you walking me through this fun community and your amazing accomplishment of being number three bronze medal European <laughs> season two collection. Oh, I'm I'm stoked to be honest. I'm very, very happy. It's it's just it was the the final moments of of getting that season just completely, completely over and done was absolutely thrilling in the weirdest way. So, <laughs> so, so I have a question for you. More or less thrilling than when Lethin asks you to be a vice chancellor? Oh, see, that was more of a surprise. That was just an unexpected surprise. That was more like, you fool, why would you hand me the keys to the kingdom? Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't see that coming. That was completely out of left field for me. So, yeah, that was that was really strange. <laughs> Where this is just something I'd been working on for, for years. Yeah, you actually earned this. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's really funny. Surprised me with Lethen there. All right, Estillian, thank you so much for being on the Ministry of Pod and breaking down nation states cards and your journey to collect Europea season two. Ah, oh, thank you for having me. It's been been a blast.